Hello and welcome to episode two of Sex Jams. <laughs> this is where <laughs> a sex educator and a sex historian overthink and talk too way too much about the intricacies of sex songs. I mean, but on the other hand, are we overthinking it? Are we overthinking it just enough? It's still going to get stuck in your head all week. Yeah, exactly. You know, we overanalyze, so you know, it's not like we're ruining it. No, exactly. Haters. Haters and losers. There's one for them out there. <laughs> uh, as you can see, this podcast is part of the Meg, John and Justin uh, universe. So sign up to... The, do click subscribe if you enjoy this podcast and you'll get other podcasts like Sex Jams and other podcasts as well. Mm. Uh, all about sex and relationships and culture and things like that, of which this is... Mm. Mm. It's cultural, isn't it? Yeah, this is cultural as hell. Oh, it's hella cultural. Oh, okay, yeah. so as you can see this week, we are doing One Minute Man yes. by Missy Elliott. It's Missy yes. Elliott and Ludacris. Yeah, and it? Trina. And Trina. And Trina. And Trina, who arguably has the best verse. I like Trina's verse the best. Yeah. 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 So No disrespect to Missy. No. But I just like Trina's verse, that's all. Before we get stuck into the song, we'll try and give a little bit of background. Like yeah. we did last week with I Want Your Sex. Yeah. So, One Minute Man, just reading from a bit of the, there's a very small Wikipedia on this wiki entry in this. Uh, One Minute Man is a song written by American recording artist Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. Mm-hmm. It was written and produced by Elliot and Timberland for her third studio album, Miss E So Addictive 2001, features guest vocals by rapper Ludacris and Trina. The song deals with premature ejaculation, so that's what we're going to be talking yeah, about. Yeah, it does. It sure do. So we're going to be talking about um, masculinity, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, messages we receive about how to do it, Yeah. and what being good at it is. We're going to talk about who we talk... Sexual competence. Who we talk to about sex, mm-hmm. and who the audience is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, wa- I really pushed for this song this week... Um, and as I was saying to Justin, because this was like really big informative for me in my career as an elder millennial, because uh, I was in uni when this album came out and this was just like the biggest deal. Yeah. It was like a, right at the end of my first year of uni when this came out mm-hmm. and you just couldn't escape it. It was just so good. Mm. Um, and so like Get Your Freak On is on yes. this album yeah. as well. Uh, but for me, it was always One Minute Man. Like that was, that was the, sh- like, I mean, you put that on at a party, everyone lose their mind. It's just like nothing but wall-to-wall grinding. So Missy was big in the UK as well. Um, Get Your Free Com was really big over here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we considered doing Get Your Free Com, but it's not, we wouldn't really say it's a sex jam. Mm. And there aren't very many, I mean, there's nothing in the lyrics really. Yeah. So we, it wouldn't be... Yeah, so, I yeah. think that the, my my uh, my my uh, the way I read uh, "Get Your Freak On," which is a banger, yeah, um, is that it's more of a song that's kind of like about sex and Missy, yeah, but it's not a sex jam. Yeah, you see, that's what I would say because I don't think that it can qualify as a sex jam because I think that when you have that many beats that drop in and out, it can't yeah. possibly be used as a sex jam. Like with last week, we'll try and keep the same format. I don't know where we're towards <laughs> the end. We'll discuss what, what makes this a sex jam. Yeah, absolutely. Let's stick with the history before we get into the song. So, mm. can you let's paint a picture of where this song is? So, it's 2001. It, 
Missy Elliott is really big, so yeah. everything is about Missy Elliott at this point. Yeah, so Missy's really big, and it's an interesting one because, you know, as we say, it comes out in May 2001, so this is pre-9-11. Yeah. So it's really interesting because we're still kind of in the sort of hangover of, like, the Bush years have just started. Mm -hmm. So Bush has just been inaugurated in January. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know how bad things can be yet. <laughs> like, we've had an election stolen, sure, but it's like no one really knows what's going on yet. Um, and, like, people, it's still kind of like that sort of late 90s. Um, consumerism and a lot of pop music is being produced so like a lot of the big stuff that's happening at the time like uh, especially in terms of my age bracket you still have a lot of the boy bands around yeah so you still got like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys uh, Britney Spears is still really big but there's still this kind of like ongoing thing about like whether or not she'll admit whether or not she's a virgin like there's a whole lot of like discussing who or who is not a virgin, very specifically, or who hasn't had first-time sex in terms of uh, women in pop at this time. Particularly white women artists. Yeah, and then, but also Beyonce. Is that right? Yeah, because Destiny's Child, uh, sir, the album Survivor, also comes out in 2001, and there was like, yeah. a lot of stuff about how like Beyonce was like a real church girl, uh, and like true. how and, oh she was also like, and there was like a lot of stuff about how innocent Beyonce was, despite the fact that she was obviously smoking hot. And that's very funny because the way that we think about her now, she has many important sex jams which we'll also get to yes eventually but um so but within this context one of the things that was so important about missy and so um incredibly like freeing about missy is she was just like overtly sexual and like yeah. didn't even give a fuck no and plus she was holding it down for the bbws yeah which was uh really good mm -hmm. uh so it wasn't just like another kind of like skinny white girl yeah. Uh, talking about her virginity, it was like here was this yeah. like really unapologetic like black woman who was not afraid to take up room and not mm -hmm. afraid to talk about sex in fucking amazing ways. And she's just so talented and what an amazing dancer. And I'm like, God, I love Missy. So yeah, um, yeah. it's off the back of uh, I, I guess that this kind of work is uh, work work uh, is um, uh, off the back of or in the lineage of Salt and Pepper. Mm. Who we will mm. we we may do Salt and Pepper at some point. Yeah, yeah. They've definitely done sex jams, but the the song Let's Talk About Sex, which we think is not a sex jam. Also it's a song that Meg John and I covered on our Desert Island discs. <laughs> it's true, yeah. uh, for lots of different reasons. But um the but that thing the just I'm just talking about the general sexual culture of the time that mm. it was um more okay to be talking about these kinds of things in pop songs. Yeah. Um, a lot of which is probably a result of I Want Your Sex just mm. the uh, sorry not I Want Your Sex let's no, talk I mean, about possibly. sex <laughs> possibly let's talk about sex but we took we did I Want Your Sex last week and it's curious because that song is not it's an invocation uh, for sex yeah. rather than about sex yeah. let's talk about sex is a song about communicating about sex yeah and some of the realities for sex and how important that is yeah. this is much more talking about what somebody wants from sex, sexual yeah. activities, mm -hmm. and how sex can be enjoyable. Yeah. So the the kind of the culture is opening up there about the permissibility of having these kinds of conversations, mm -hmm. and also the um, uh, HIV was still a big deal, and sexually transmitted infections are still well, that's still a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, but the the we are in 2001 we are post the huge panic around yeah, hiv uh, the more treatments um uh, but it was hiv was still in the background uh, mm -hmm. then that's actually i just started being a sex and relationships educator back then so mm. um 
the there was there was still a lot of stigma about uh, casual sex and mm-hmm. sex for sex sake mm-hmm. uh, back then, which we discussed uh, with I want your sex. So that is the you know culture has moved on a little bit, um, but we're still in that kind of period between now and then, uh, yeah. between then and now, where I think we think when we do some more up to the minute, like 2020, 2019 yeah. songs, then we'll discuss the huge differences in sexual culture, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great, yeah. Um, right, should we get into the song? Yeah. So, um, at the very beginning, we got Missy. Mm-hmm. We got Missy singing, and she wants to say, ooh, I don't want, I don't need, I can't stand No Minute Man. Mm-hmm. I don't want No Minute Man. Ooh. Okay. Get chance, be a man, take my hand, understand. <laughs> Should we explain what a minute man here is? Yeah, we're not a talking about uh, the uh, regulated militia of the American, <laughs> American Revolutionary War. War. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, so although, we're talking about. Although presumably Missy would probably not want to have sex with them either. Yeah. So you know. Um, so we we are talking about um, <laughs> men who ejaculate within a minute of sexual intercourse. Yes. Within, within a minute, right up in there. Right up in there. Right up penis in there. And penis and vagina. Just directly. Penis and vagina sex. Yeah. Here, crucially, with Minute Man, we are not talking about the American uh, Revolutionary War no. and the, the well-regulated militia that could be ready in one minute to fight the hated British. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No, that's not what we're talking no, about. No, 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 we're no. We're talking no, about, no, instead, no, no, men... Whomst be ejaculating <laughs> within, <laughs> within one minute. Within one minute. And so... Uh, men be ejaculating. <laughs> men do be ejaculating. Um, so premature ejaculation is like, it's kind of a medicalized term as well. And some people... So, and um, it's been really pathologized, which I think is really problematic as mm. well. And it's uh, it's been medicalized. Uh, however, you know my advice is that uh, it depends that you are more likely to ejaculate depending on on the different kinds of sex that you're having. And so for some men, it is like it is a problem in the sense of that some men are premature ejaculators to the point where before they even get the penis out, they're ejaculating. You know, mm. that before mm. a penis touches anyone or before you know very very quickly ejaculation starts. Yeah. Um, and then and so. We shouldn't be shaming those people. So, sadly, Missy, boo, boo, boo stop Missy. shaming people who ejaculate in a minute. Um, but also, a lot of men with penises think that they are premature ejaculators because they are coming within, like, um, uh, within three or four minutes or, like, under ten minutes of sexual intercourse. And they think well, that is um, that they're coming way too quickly. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's just, that's common. That's, like... In inverted commas, normal. It's incredibly common to ejaculate in that time because penis and vagina sex is very stimulating for the end of the penis. Mm. And it's not very stimulating for the end of the clitoris, which is analogous to the end of the penis. And that's why there is this so-called orgasm gap between men and women, between cis men and cis women. Because the, what we count as sex, what we define as sex, the heteronormative um, view of sex, just does more for penises than it does for vulvas. No, it's an interesting one because it kind of reminds me of, for example, uh, discussions also around like the conception of sex addiction or porn addiction as well. So it's like, well, yeah, you might be a, say that you are a quote unquote premature ejaculator if Mm. it distresses you. Yeah. Right? So it's like if you're distressed by the fact that you're ejaculating within this particular like time frame and you see that as bad, then it's going to be distressing you. And then you might um, 
feel the urge to sort of medicalize that yeah. much in the way that like for example very religious people who are the mm -hmm. ones who tend to report that they are addicted to pornography for example yes. might report they are addicted to pornography even if they only look at it like once a month yes right yeah uh, the, so yeah, yeah there, there's sort of a, that is happening there and i mean the other thing that's happening there like as you just alluded to here is um the type of sex that we're talking about here specifically and when this becomes a quote-unquote problem is if the only time that we're calling something sex is when a penis goes into a vagina yeah exactly so if we were so if we saw sex as being many different things if we explore the erotic imagination and and saw that sex was lots of different things then suddenly prem, like many sex in inverted commas problems are no longer problems mm, mm. Uh, it's because we're trying to make bodies do a very particular very specific thing and call it sex that's where the problems are yeah and i mean it's one of these things where it's funny because of the tension in this like right in 2001 this is like really cutting edge oh very modern girls gone yeah, wild yeah, yeah. like oh this girl she just wants to have a whole bunch of sex you know you know how the girls these days want sex but it's also like a very medieval way of relating mm. you know to sex so it's like this is the sex that counts yeah. The sex that is correct that um, you can get a stamp from St. Augustine or the Pope or whoever on is penis and vagina sex. Particularly the way that Ludacris is going to go on to talk about it. A bit. <laughs> it's What's... real talk, yeah. real talk. So it's like, we're just, we're saying specifically that like, this is, so, uh, you know, Missy's interested in having some sex. And what she means is literally penis and vagina sex because that's sex, right? Yeah. And everything else outside of penises and vaginas is like making out or it's foreplay, something that you do before sex. Yeah. And then sex ends when a penis ejaculates. This is also like who holds the, uh, who gets to... Um, define what sex is like who holds the the power in in terms of who decides what sex is mm -hmm. so who decides what sex is is the patriarchy yeah right yeah so the and that's historic uh so um so the way that uh, missy is talking about this is to talk about sex in the way that it is defined mm -hmm. by what we would call uh hetero patriarchy yes um and it is used um as a an invocation to men that word again mm -hmm. to say look if, well okay if this is the set if this is what you say sex is and you're coming at me saying this is what sex is then you need to last longer than a minute yeah i mean this is very like right in the beginning there she says um here's your chance be a man yeah take my hand understand i don't want minute man what i don't want a no minute man right interesting i mean that pressure is also just not like if missy is pulling this out to uh the world a man, yeah and you know the man, and you know, say man reads this in a, in a in a postcard. What did what communications <laughs> did we have in two thousand one? No, we had text, didn't we? Yeah, we had text. We'd be texting. Yeah, an S an SMS. Yeah, we sent an SMS. Maybe she was uh, sending it to him on AOL Instant Messenger. I don't know. <laughs> we had things like that at the time. Uh, you know, that's what online dating was then. Girl, you know, girls be texting and shit. You know, maybe it's like. That time Kelly Rollins tried to send a text in Excel and it didn't. We'll, we'll get to that. I'm, no, not I'm just saying, if Missy sent me this text saying, you know, uh, stand up and be a man and and you better last longer than a minute, I'm like, well, yeah, I'll give it a shot. But <laughs> you know. know, but it's like so. But here's the thing too, right? Because it is so patriarchal. Because the thing that uh, defines you as a man, in Missy's opinion here, is uh, you know lasting a long time during sex it's like oh well yeah that's the masculine thing yeah is uh being able to perform this specific function yeah for a really long time so this 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 is just an example of where the patriarchy is everyone because it's putting these pressures it it's saying that women can only experience 
um, enjoyment from sex if they happen to enjoy penis, penis and vagina sex. Yeah. Because uh, that's the only sex that counts and uh, patriarchy has said that that's what that is. But also, it's affecting men because it's making men feel very uh, ashamed mm-hmm. and scared of yeah. their own bodies yeah. and traumatised by their own bodies uh, for not like performing and living up to expectations and not being good enough in the sack because of this only one definition that we have. So... Um, that is an example of patriarchy hurting everyone. Yeah. Um, so, uh, next bit we have a lot of O's and O's and O's. <laughs> and, and then she says, Yeah. Boy, I'm gonna make you love me, make you want me, and I'm gonna give you some attention tonight. Just so you know, I'm not gonna sing throughout this whole episode. I mean, I, you're I'm good. Not, I'll, I'll, I'll hold off. I listened back to my singing on the last episode and I thought, Justin, let Eleanor do the singing. <laughs> Now follow my intuitions, what you're wishing. See, I'm going to keep you up all night for a long time. Just start counting the ways. Yeah. Break me off. Show me what you got. Because I don't want no one minute, man. That is the chorus. So break, So I worked out through um, through a formula <laughs> that break me off means give me an orgasm. That's correct. That's right, isn't That's it? That's correct. I worked this out. Well done. Um, so give me an orgasm. Show me what you got. So show me what your skills are. Yeah. Uh, what you're capable of doing. Because mm-hmm. I don't want someone who's... I think if we replace one minute man for someone who's rubbish at sex yeah. as well. Like, I'm like, hearts in, girl. Yeah, exactly. Relatable. The But the, the we do still come back to this thing about premature ejaculation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think also what, so what's interesting in like Missy's verse here... That, uh, boy, I'm going to make you love me, make you want me, and I'm going to give you some attention tonight. Mm. Um, is interesting because it is very much like, um, again, this classical conception of, you know, women being A. Like, it's, it's a little bit medieval in that it's like, okay, well, here's here's women as the seductress, right? Yeah. Like, these women who are specifically interested in sex, mm-hmm. um, and they are the ones who are just kind of got to kind of like encourage mm-hmm. men into it like so sirens like, yeah exactly so it's like so missy's like this very kind of like a very classically like medieval woman here mm-hmm. but at the same time it's got sort of like the modern conception of it's like well women grant access to men to sex yeah right so that's a very modern thing where it's like well men are the ones who are interested in sex and women aren't interested in sex but women deign to grant men access to yeah sex. and missy's like not on that Missy's no. on the medieval shit. She's the one that's about it. But she's like, okay, yeah. Like, um, the minute I... And the minute I turn this sexual gaze on you, mm. you're going to be interested in this. Yeah. Love this confidence for her. No, it's really interesting. Yeah. And that is bucking um, modern day expectations of womanhood mm-hmm. and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And that was certainly true in 2001. It's still certainly true that really if you're... Uh, a woman, you're, this is something that you're not supposed to be that interested in because of all the slurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know, to think of the words used to describe men who are interested in sex, think of the words used to describe women who are interested in sex. Yeah. They're very different for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I also think this is kind of great because she's like, this is sort of like, you know, come over extreme like and stuff and so I, I like this that I'm going to keep you up all night for a long time to start counting the ways. So it's like, oh, think about this. I like how she's kind of like encouraging premeditation of like all the sex they gonna have. Normative as yeah. fuck, Piff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is also kind of suggesting here, this is the only part in the song, I think, where there is a suggestion that there's something in it for the other person. Yeah. And where it might actually be a mutually enjoyable time. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the rest of it is just um, 
quite transactional. Yeah. Which, you know, we don't criticise, but it's just interesting that it is like, uh, you need to come around here with your skills mm-hmm. and... With your skills wallet. With your... No. <laughs> Sorry, that's a UK Bloomingdale oh, reference. Yeah. Oh, God. God. Who's going to edit don't that one right out? No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's move on to verse two. Like, we said this was going to be a short one. And like, and now I'm, I'm like already trying to take it into Lib Dem territory. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um, yeah, so verse two. So, you know, you've got the chorus there, which is very good and important. So verse two. Tonight I'm going to give it to you, throw it to you. I want you to come preca- prepared. Oh, yeah. Because, boy, it's been a long time, a crazy long time, and I don't want no minute, man. And that's real. Give it to me some more. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So we we don't know what come prepared means in this sense. Because <laughs> okay, I was like, because I was like, she said, Missy said, jack off before you come over. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a way to help with premature ejaculation. It is thought by some people that if you uh, masturbate uh, to ejaculation before, uh, then the second time around, you might last longer. It's like, well, what if you're suffering from really terrible vasocongestion before you get over? congestion. So say, because like here, Missy's been spitting game now for a minute. So like, maybe you're quite hard. Maybe you know. Yes, uh, but really, but you don't want to be put under stress. It's, it's a tricky thing. You want to you want to excite someone, but uh-huh. you don't want to stress someone. Yeah. So. so if someone's like really stressed about what game they're going to bring, and I'm just saying that her approach, I think, is flawed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of pressure, isn't it? It's a yeah. very pressurized situation. I I naively thought that come prepared meant that, that, that this person would bring some condoms. I mean, but, this person should bring some condoms. Yeah, but I mean, condoms I, mean I would bring for, some condoms for this kind But of I mean, I'm just like, also, it could just be like get your head right. Yeah. Bring your A game. The, the most important bit of this uh, this verse is that it's been a long time, a, a crazy, crazy long, long time. time. So what Missy is saying here is that she just wants some really good sex. She's very yeah. horny. She's she just horny. wants, a, you know, apparently solo sex just won't do it anymore. Or maybe it's been too much. Maybe this is like, you know, like a pandemic, you know, at the end of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a crazy long time and there's going to be a lot of people not or wanting really. a minute, man. Mm-hmm. You know, a one mm-hmm. minute, man. I mean, I love that one. I always thought that was quite sexy. Yeah. Because I think it's really cool, actually, that uh, Missy's like... It, it's it's like she's able to do both things. She's able to be this woman who's like, you know, quite overtly sexual, very in control of her sexuality, but also like hasn't been able to have sex in quite yeah. some time. And like, it's, there's actually a nice little bit of like vulnerability there and a way of playing that as like, oh, that's quite sexy. Not like, oh, you fucking loser, you haven't been getting any. It's just like, yeah... Yeah, she. Ha- I mean, th- this is the thing. She has clear wants and needs and desires, uh-huh. and that, and to ask for someone to meet your wants and needs and desires puts you in a vulnerable place because you are saying, "Look, I'm trusting you to do this," uh-huh. and so as a so as like a shield for any potential vulnerability she has, she's also then saying, "You better be good." Yeah. So it's interesting. Maybe she's using it as kind of like a a way to protect her vulnerabilities about asking for her wants and needs to be met. Yeah. Um, I, just, I always love that bit. That's the one everybody be yelling at on the dance floor when that bit comes on. Okay. Everybody loves that. Can we move on to the ludicrous Yes. Bit? This is great. I love it. <laughs> Are you going to wrap the whole thing for us? Do you want me to do? Shall I do the whole verse? Yeah, I think it would be good if you... Well, it would be bad if I did it for you several can. reasons. Uh, but, but I mean, no so, I mean like, the, the, the number of punchlines that Luda's got in this. So good. If, right. Like, can we just talk about punchlines just for like half a minute? Yes. If you're not someone who's really interested in in hip hop and rap, then you're a fucking idiot. Wait, wait. 
you should know that it's really, really funny. I don't. I honestly don't think people get this sometimes. Yeah, I mean, right? one, one of the most important things within um, hip-hop is, well, obviously there's just, like, your lyrical mastery, your various flows. Flows are important. But also punchlines. Yeah. Uh, so, like, being able to have jokes that are kind of hidden in there, and a Ludacris has several, and they're, like, long long simmering in the verse, because he yeah. sets it up at the beginning, and then at the end of the verse, it comes back around thusly, so... Right, so listen after the punchlines. It's time to set your be- clock back about as long as you can. I stop daylight. It's ludicrous. The maintenance man. Mm-hmm. Get your oil changed. I check fluids and transmission. You one minute fools. You wonder why y'all missing on the back of milk cartons and there's no reward. No regards. Close, but it's no cigar. A hard head make a soft ass, but a hard dick make the sex ass. <laughs> I jump in pools and make a big splash. Water overflow and get your head right. It's all in your mind, punk, so keep your head tight. Enough with tips and advice. Vice and things. I'm big dog having women seeing stripes and things. They go to sleep, start snoring, counting sheep and shit. They're so wet that they body start to leak and shit. Just cause I'm an all nighter, shoot all fire, ludicrous, balance and rotate all tires. <laughs> That's excellent. It's so fucking good. Excellent. It's such a fucking good excellent verse. Work. It's excellent so good. Luna. Ah, oh. oh. right. So let's talk about this. Okay, so there's like so much time pack. Right. So I think the really important bit to get about this is uh, Ludacris is the maintenance, the maintenance man. man. He's the maintenance right. man. Right. So he's not. So he is. So Ludacris is setting himself up, and also as both the person that Missy is potentially calling here, but also giving advice to someone that Missy might call. Yeah. And he's basically saying, look, what what Missy is wanting is not necessarily intimacy. Intimacy. She's wanting a really good mechanic. Yeah. She's wanting someone who, like, knows what he's doing. Yeah. Very competent at mm-hmm. his job. Like, sexually incredibly competent. And that's what this whole thing is about. I love it. I love it. The, the get your oil changed, I check fluids and transmission. Like, it, it's just... It's making very bold claims. I know. It's just like so. So what he's saying is like so. He comes in and he's like, okay, well, here are the things that one does during a sexual encounter, and he does all of those things. He like ticks them off in this very methodical way. Um, But so so he's so yeah. Go ahead. This line here makes me think that we that we that there is another way to look at this one minute thing. Mm -hmm. So the way he says, "You one minute falls, you wonder why you're missing." So. I think that the one minute man is I think that the the ire of the one minute man is that those people who don't who can't uh, who don't through no who could last longer if they wanted to mm-hmm. like I think that it is people who I think what Missy is talk, who Missy is talking about here are people who literally just want to get it over and done with yeah. it and want it and, and want to just go know that they know what it is that will make them come quickly and that for them sex is just about uh, yeah. Nutting. Yeah. yeah rather yeah. than actually having <laughs> mutually enjoyable <laughs> sex. Nutting. Nutting. It's a term. It's a term, isn't it? It is a term, but it just you said it in like. I don't say. It. I say it as, as I say it as an elderly sex educator. Yeah. And yeah. so I have to insert a pause before I say it. But to indicate that I'm an elderly sex educator. Yeah. Well, that was that was well done. So I so when he's saying you one minute full, so the so the he is calling out men who are like. If you don't care about whether the woman you're having sex with mm-hmm. is enjoying it or not, and you're only caring about your own enjoyment, then you're a fool and you don't know what you're missing. So yeah. I think that's so. In that way, we're not shaming people who, through no fault of their own, ejaculate yeah, more it's, quickly it's, than they want to. It's men who are approaching sex as something that they are just doing for themselves, as opposed to something that they are doing 
you know, for the enjoyment of a woman. But Ludacris is completely disavowing his self here. Yeah. Like, Ludacris at no point in this verse talks about how much he enjoys sex. Yeah. He's just like, this is what women want, and therefore, and I know that, and therefore women enjoy having sex with me. Yeah. But he's never like, and I too enjoy this. He's just like, I'm very competent. You know, ludicrous yeah. balance and rotate all tires. It's extremely good. I yeah. So, much. so, so what he's saying here is that you know, to be good at sex, you have to really not care about your enjoyment, and yeah. you have to care about the other person's enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I think this is bad advice. Yeah. I think that it is. I think that we are replacing one faulty piece of advice with another faulty piece of advice. Yeah, I think that this bit here where he says it's all in your mind, punk, so keep your head tight is really interesting. I think that this refers to the advice that is often given to people who want to last longer at... Um, again, we're always talking about penis and vagina sex, but that's only, that is we are critiquing the culture of... Which we are, that yeah. It's penis and vagina sex. But it is, um, it's this idea that if you're enjoying it too much, you have to think of baseball or cricket and try to not enjoy it. Yeah. And so you have to like disembody yourself mm-hmm. uh, in order to not enjoy sex. And I think that's incredibly bad advice. I think it's super problematic. Yeah, because like literally, Ludacris is saying here, like, oh well, if you get close to enjoying yourself, like, stop. No, because, see yourself as a mechanic. Yeah, and like to see the the job that you're performing, like, and I mean, hey, I suppose for the benefit of women here, but it's like, where's Ludacris in all this? What's in it, what's in it for well, Ludacris? This is the thing is that where's the, where's the intimacy? <laughs> like, okay, right. Transactional sex in this way is completely fine. Oh, yeah. We should say. Yes. So for one person to professionally do a job for someone else, whether that uh, officially through some kind of sex work, mm-hmm. or this kind of like more um, informal kind of transactional nature where literally someone's going around to like do someone a favour, which is also completely valid and consensual way of doing sex, just like sex work can, uh, just like sex work uh, is too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay for this to, to be the case, but for this to be advice about how men should go about having sex all of the time, I think mm. is bad. Yeah. And it's this thing of, well, don't uh, tune into your own feelings, don't tune into... Um, whether this is pleasurable for you. And this mm-hmm. is the thing that we were talking about before with the medieval attitudes towards sex yeah. and masculinity. Yeah, because so this is really kind of like, it, it chimes with the idea of that, like, you know, the ideal sex is the least enjoyable form. So like the ideal sex and like the most real sex, the most acceptable sex is the sex that, where you get in and you get out, like ideally, actually it, to a certain extent, it's the opposite the of ludicrous. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, well, ideally, medieval people would say, like, yeah, we want you to be a minute man. Yeah. Um, with the proviso here that if the medieval attitude towards sex, the medieval European attitude towards sex, is that um, you're trying to also have conception occur. And it was thought that women likely needed to orgasm as well in order to uh, make sure that um, conception happened because it was thought that women released their own seed much in the way that men did so two orgasms was necessary but what you wanted to do is you wanted to get to those two orgasms in the most perfunctory way possible yeah and the thing that's kind of like uh embarrassing or bad about sex is when you get too distracted by lust and you start just like doing a bunch of stuff just because it's fun and you start really enjoying yourself yeah and you don't just come and stop yeah. And so it's interesting because we've got a kind of a mix here. So it's like Ludacris is sort of displaying the medieval attitude towards like, yeah, you shouldn't really enjoy sex too much. It's just like you're here performing a service. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you should just like really, really hold back on your own pleasure. But at the same time, what he's attempting to achieve is this kind of like theoretical mastery over women's yeah. pleasure within this circumstance. And it's something that he's offering as a service like a mechanic. And he's offering in this rational, in mm -hmm. control of his emotions, yeah. um, calm, competent, yeah. active, uh, which is still part of I think that we we would kind of discuss this as being part of like hegemonic masculinities today this mm -hmm. idea that you're meant to be just in control yeah and 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 rational and that the uh, and that to the the opposite of that is to is feminized mm -hmm. and that is something that you shouldn't be doing as a man mm -hmm. it's really problematic I also see this kind of thing I think in a lot of pornography as well like yeah and I think that some of the message that pornography maybe sometimes inadvertently uh uh sends or or is part of the the culture uh, that part of our sexual culture um that porn informs is that that men aren't really meant to be enjoying it that much yeah. you know men are meant to be competent and hard yeah, yeah, and yeah. doing very particular for sex in lots of different positions yeah and but you know the kind of the it is it, there is that kind of mechanical kind of view of mm. sex. I mean, and, go on. Oh yeah, I was going to say. Like, then also relating to that is the kind of way that Ludacris at the end here is talking about how wet uh, women get when they're like having sex with him because of this performative sex. So it's like again this thing like oh well the thing that uh, that you can tell you can tell a cis woman is enjoying herself during sex because the amount of fluid that yes. her vagina is it, producing. It, it is also problematic. Like, it's doubly problematic because he's, so he, as well as like objectifying his skills as this kind of person who mm -hmm. is a maintenance person, is referring to women here as uh, cars. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is, you know, extremely problematic, although it's funny. I think it is clearly mm -hmm. meant to be funny. Um, but... The, this idea that yeah, if a woman's enjoying it, if you did it right, then she will be either she would have ejaculated herself, or mm -hmm. she would have produced a lot of um, vaginal lubrication to indicate that of course she's enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As if that everybody has these similar indications, and that we need to in order to judge whether someone's like to prove that someone's enjoying sex, these are like indicators that we can tick off a checklist. It's yeah. Like, well, that's like that. That's him uh, checking the checking the transmission and everything, right? Yeah. And I mean, this this is the thing too. If if indeed we are supposed mm -hmm. to accept that a ludicrous is the maintenance man and that he is to quote him an all nighter who shoots all fire. Yeah. Um, am I meant to understand that like women are keeping up this specific level of like vaginal lubricant the entire time as well so it's like i mean if you are actually talking about like having sex all night there's going to be some moments there right like if you're yeah. actually you know having sex for that long there's going to be some accommod some accommodations are going to need to be made sir mr chris also like mr chris also <laughs> like the woman is not involved in any of this it's like it's the 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 women's passions and um agency has just kind of been stripped out of this Mm. this particular dynamic because it's like literally well i made her do this it's yeah. something we it's a term we hear a lot i made her come i made her orgasm yeah i gave her this uh she did this and it was me mm -hmm. that did it mm -hmm. no, well it was both of you that did it mostly actually her yeah. probably yeah. um and it's it had nothing to do with the things that you're actually doing mm. it was probably the excellent sex jam 
or how relaxed you were feeling or the thoughts going through her head at the time you may as well not have been there maybe it's like i mean obviously with with thinking about it's way too much yeah obviously but i mean i think that 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 is definitely the thing that's going on here too because you'll notice here that the the person that ludicrous is talking to here are other men yes so it's like Missy's talking about a theoretical man that she might have sex with. Mm-hmm. Ludacris is also talking to a theoretical man that Missy might have sex with. Yeah. So Ludacris isn't saying to Missy, oh, I've got what you want because I'll be able to do this and this and this. Yeah. And this is why this would be good. I might be the ideal match. Yeah. He's talking to other men, giving them, like, kind of advice I give to other men. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, he's not, he's not saying, oh, like, this is not him replying to Missy being like, yeah, girl, I'll be right over. He's like, hey, man, if Missy is indeed talking to you right now, here are the things that you need to do in order to be an acceptable sex partner to Missy. So Missy's talking to men and Ludacris is talking to men. Yeah. It's like, it's the entire audience for this is men. Yeah. Um, and it's like, so, and even when Ludacris is like, okay, I'm enough with the tips and advice, he's like, and now to, uh, commence to the bragging section, <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done, like, point. telling other people how to, like, be good at sex, I'm just gonna tell you how good I am at sex. Uh, yeah. It's not like, oh, now I'm gonna go, like, spit game at Missy. Yeah, I'm it's, an extremely good mechanic. Yeah, he's just like, yep, yeah, I'm great. Yeah. No longer helping you guys out. I just want to talk about that. So it's like it's all for an audience of men, like including himself. Maybe this is something that we could talk about another time. But it is this kind of thing between the um, the idea that an individual can be good at sex. Like, mm-hmm. is that is, is that true? Yeah. Uh, like, the, oh yeah, like because apparently ludicrous thing is like, oh yes, well I go in and I do my series of techniques. And yeah, tricks. and then just you know I rotate the tires and. And you're good to go. And it's like, well, that's like, there's no one size fits no, all approach. I think, well, I think the only one size fits all approach would be to begin with, uh, as me and Meg John will talk about in our book, Enjoy Sex, How, When, and If You Want To. Yeah. In our opinion, the only good sex advice book ever written. That's true. <laughs> no, it's not. There are other ones. I'm joking. Um, but uh, that you, first of all, you have to um, be able to have some kind of communication about what kind of sex works for you, how your bodies might work, but also to treat every time like it's the first time and to be present with that person and also to create an environment where people feel uh, relaxed enough. Like, if anyone's stressed mm-hmm. at all, forget yep. about it. Um, sure. Right, so there's another verse and then we're going to move to verse four. Trina. 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 It's good. So I'll, I'm going to soberly read this out. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Like the elderly sex educator that I am. <laughs> You know little mama ain't with that quick shit. <laughs> you better break me off stiff tongue or stiff dick. Important line there. That's right. One minute, two minutes, three minutes. Hell no. To please me, you got to sleep in it. I see you talk a good game and you play hard. But if I put this thing on you, can you stay hard? If not, you better keep your day job. Because I'm looking for a man to make me say God. I'm off glass and you know this. I'll work your ass out like aerobics. So that's good. So baby stay focused, start off slow and then speed it up. Baby show me what you got. Is you a G or what? If you can't beat it up, then eat it up. Put a cherry on top. Whip cream it up. What? what? <laughs> Love it. Love it. The Trina versus how's where it's it, at. How's my flow? No. No. Absolutely no. not. Tell you what, if we ever do a half man half biscuit sex jam, I'll I'll do all the lyrics to those. I'll tell you what, if sex if half man if half man half biscuit ever do a sex jam, they don't exist. Yeah, I don't. 
They just don't strike me as interested in sex. Sorry. Uh, no. Sorry. No. Uh, okay, so um, here we get Trina, who understands the refractory period. Yeah. The refractory period is the basis for all of the anxieties that we have about coming too quickly. That's right. After ejaculation for penises, um, it is often more difficult for penises to get hard for some minutes afterwards. Yeah. Length of the refractory period varies from person to person. Um, but uh, typically, uh, and we are mostly talking about men here with penises, um, but for uh, typically it's a few minutes uh, where it's just difficult to get an erection again. And also there is such, um, and that, because um, I think there is a complicated thing going on for many men, which is that uh, in order for them to feel sexual, there has to be for them some... Uh, opportunity to have an erect penis and mm. I think there's a lot of shame around someone having a non-erect penis around yeah uh, and that they can't feel in a sexual place if they don't have an erect penis mm. um, also many men feel a bit sleepy and just feel a bit over it once the refractory period kicked in so yeah. what Trina here is saying is that like so whether it's your penis or whether with your stiff tongue you need to yeah like get on you it you need to break me off you I need, love it so you need to bring whatever you've got, whatever you have in your yeah your arsenal. So I think the advice here, you know, my genuine advice here is um, if, uh, and I've written about this on my website, if you know that you are going to come quickly from particular sexual acts and that once you've come, you're pretty much done, that's it, you're not really that interested in it, mm-hmm. you need to be honest about that up front and say so. And so leave some things until the very some things yeah. until the very end. Yeah. So whilst you're still excited, whilst it's still like game on for you and you're still interested in sex, and if that is to do with having an erection or not, but it needs to happen before mm-hmm. ejaculation, then do all those things first. Leave the thing that's going to result in ejaculation till the end. That's just my actual cringe advice. Well, yeah, and I mean this is the thing that's going on here with Trina though. Trina's like, yeah, she's about that life. Exactly. Like she don't care. Like provided. Provided that she is uh, coming, she doesn't really care how it's done mm-hmm. at this point. And I mean, she asks some good and important questions, you know, yeah. like the "I love it," the the. Uh, but if I put this thing on you, can you stay hard? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's her saying, like, yeah. If we start, if we get to piv, yeah. like, are you going to still be interested in sex after that? Like, how long can you reasonably keep that up? Yeah. Because I don't really care. You know, like, I love this. Um, if you can't beat it up, then eat it up. Put a cherry on the top. Whip cream it up. Yep. Like, so yeah, like, well, yeah, if you can't, if you can't have a bunch of piv, like, enough to, like, get her off in the way that she wants to, she's completely open to that. Yeah. Totally chill. One of the things that comes out in this again, though, is that there is this, um, rather than just seeing bodies as being, um, as being sometimes, uh, just quite random, like hard-ons are random, mm, completely mm. random, and uh, uh, the biggest killer of boners is stress, is the sympathetic nervous system taking over, mm-hmm. putting you in uh, react mode, uh, and that's the thing that just kills boners, because apparently blood just wants to be somewhere else other than your clitoris or penis, apparently, um, when the body, you know, blood goes into your brain and into mm-hmm. other parts of your body. Um, so... Um, I mean, I think that there's also something going on here too, where in terms of like, 
the sexualityness of it too. Because it's like, okay, yeah, so Trina is like open to you like going down on her as well. But like one of the anxieties I think for some people with penises, if their penises aren't hard, is like, oh, you might also see the quote unquote real size yeah. of my penis, right? Yeah, big time. And so it's like, oh yeah, you know, there there's this, you know, concern about penises sort of being outed as yeah. being, you know, smaller or um, I think there's also much in the way that Ludacris is saying that he can measure, you know, the desire or interest of the women that he's having sex with uh, in terms of their wetness. A lot of women will be like, oh, yeah, well, I can tell a man is interested in me because his dick's hard. Yeah. You know? That's the thing that I was going on to say is that this, um, this equivalence that is drawn between penises and masculinity is, well, it's problematic. And it's problematic for, it's what, and men are so anxious about this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're brought up in a culture where um, penis anxiety is so fraught. Yeah. Uh, and that if everything is about is about penises, then this kind of invocation here about um, this idea that you're not a real man. Yeah. That like, yeah, Missy and Missy starts that off. Yeah. Like Missy says right at the top of the she wants a real man. You know, like a real man whose dick is hard because like that's what it means to be a man is to like just go everywhere with a hard dick, yeah. I guess. But again, also this is think about the timing of this. This is two thousand and one. Mm -hmm. This is a uh, this is uh, a challenge to masculinity. It is yeah. a challenge to dominant masculinities that if you are all about the the life about having a hard penis and having the kinds of sex that involves a hard penis, then bring it. But you need to last longer than a minute, and you need to do all these things. You mm. need to listen to my friend Ludacris's advice. Yeah. About, <laughs> my uh, good friend Ludacris. About tires and transmission and all that kind of thing. You know, take his advice and then come round you better be good at this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it is like a... So I think it's a, that kind of... That provocation, I think, is, is valid in, you know, in circumstances and the time. Maybe things have changed now. Maybe they haven't. I think, yeah. I think maybe things have changed a little bit. But the... Um, but ultimately, it is still this kind of... Um, you have this set of attributes. You're going to come round, deliver these set of, set of attributes yeah. in a very particularised way. This response might be something that happens. Then we go. And mm -hmm. sometimes sex is about that. But really, for enjoyable sex, you perhaps need a bit more uh, the ability to enjoy someone else's enjoyment and to for you to enjoy that a bit more, mm. a little bit more intimacy than maybe has been suggested. I don't know, but I don't know. Mm. But some sex can be enjoyable. Yeah, in I mean, this kind of way too. Like, Trina's opening it up uh, and saying that there are other ways to enjoy sex. She's giving some other options. But also, even then, within that, we're celebrating uh, Trina, uh, a real queen here. Yeah. Uh, and her enthusiasm for oral sex, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like, oh, well, the other option is oral. As if there's, there's only one other option, right? Yeah. It's like, again, like, it's as though, um, you know, manual sex is unavailable. Yeah. Why are the songs about frotting? Yeah. Can you like, a good, a good song about just, like, really frotting out? Yeah. You know, that'd be good. Yeah. So. Also, sex isn't just about, it's not just about activities, is it? Obviously, no. it's like what's happening in your brain, what's happening with your senses, what's Clearly. happening with fantasy, the interplay between, anyway, but. But still, I really like watching Trina open this up. And it's, it's also, again, you know, one of these classically medieval kind of moves. All the parts like women be like, yeah, I'm interested in things that aren't piv, right? Like, yeah. dudes are, are kind of like, oh, yeah, well, I'll do the the mechanical piv and, you know, blah, 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 mm -hmm. check the oil. And women are like, there's 
that's options. Yeah. And like this is something that like medieval women would always get accused of by the church and things is this interest in forms of sex, you know, sodomy, things that mm-hmm. are happening that can't get you pregnant and that's all very sus because why are you interested in this? You should only be interested in the piv which can make you pregnant. But I'm women certainly shouldn't be enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, why are you trying to do this thing that is only enjoyable and has nothing to do with the functions of conception? Yeah. And Trina is here just, like, representing for this, like, old school, yeah. you know, female life where she is interested in having other forms of sex and she'll she'll say it. So, you know, at least we get some shout-out to the fact that there is more than one kind of sex. And I love Trina for that. Well, love so I think first. what Trina is doing, just a final point about uh, that you can bring up about... Uh medieval uh, history is that there's a difference between what the the church said mm-hmm. and what people are actually up to yeah so you know like pilgrimages and things uh oh yeah you know people are marginalia look at you i listen to you sometimes yeah exactly so yeah like i mean just because the church says that there's only one acceptable way to have sex that doesn't mean anybody was listening you know, everyone was still pretty much doing what it is they want. And we see this certainly, you know, there's nice marginalia with dudes going down on women. Yeah. You know, we have, as you say, I've seen pilgrim badges that have all kinds of sex, all kinds of ways on it. Mm-hmm. People are certainly having sex outside marriage and they're having sex in ways that they aren't supposed to. We know that sex isn't just missionary piv between yeah. married people, certainly. And this is the nice kind of thing about this little tree universe is like, yeah, well, maybe the way that most people in this particular song even are relating to sex Mm -hmm. as this very rote by numbers piv thing, but I'm still saying there's room for other things. Yeah. So it's a a really nice way to close it. No, that's really good. We love Trina. Love Trina. Welcome Trina. Yay. Uh, Well, that's it from us. Uh, If you are interested in... um, most of to do with sex. So uh, me and my colleague Meg John wrote a book, as Tran mentioned earlier, Enjoy Sex, How and If You Want To. Also re-released as Sex, A Practical Guide. And we've also got some zines at our website that you might want to check out, uh, megjohnandjustin.com. Uh, Eleanor, where can people find your work? Oh, yeah, you can find... If people don't know about your excellent work. Oh, yeah, my excellent work uh, can be found at going-medieval.com. Some bitch stole regular going medieval off. They're not even using it. Oh, Give it to me, you cowards. Hate it when that happens. Uh, well, I tried to get uh, bish.co.uk and I couldn't get that. Some IT guy runs a very boring blog. Uh, but I'm bishuk.com. Yeah. Which is one of the leading sex and relationships advice websites. That's right. For young people worldwide. Yep. So if you want to hear us rant more about sex more separately from each other, that's how you do it. If not, well, I don't Stay know what tuned. you're doing here. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. and well, like, come back to Sex Jams episode three. Yeah. Next, next well, time. Well, what will they do next? What will we do next? We don't know. We're gathering your Sex Jams. Yes, we are. We're gathering, if you are on Twitter, I'm sorry, uh, first of all, but at us, you know, at Going Medieval is me, at Bish Training is Justin, mm-hmm. and let us know what your Sex Jams are. Let us know what you want us to cover, because... You know, honestly, it's helpful. Well, finally, we should just say, is this a sex jam? Oh, yeah. This is a sex jam. Yeah. Oh, it's a sex jam. It's got a really steady beat. Yeah. It's quite sexy. So there are no surprises. No. I think for me, I think that, you know, for it to be a sex jam, you don't want there to be like a, you know, sudden yelling or the music dropping out. Yeah, you don't want, you don't want the beat to drop. Yeah. You want it to, you want, it's very steady. It's very sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only time you might struggle is in the ludicrous verse. Which is funny. Which is funny. Yeah, you might start giggling. But um, the rest of it is is quite sexy. And it's about... And it's explicitly talking about things that people enjoy. Yeah. 
Unless you're ludicrous. And he's, well, he's talking about things that women enjoy, not things that he enjoys. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would say this is absolutely a sex jam. If this comes on while you're getting down, you're fine with that. You yeah. can work with this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely a sex jam. Banger. Ooh. Absolute banger. Banger. Well, with that, uh, thanks so much for listening. Thanks uh, so much. I've been Justin Hancock. I've been Eleanor Yaga. Till next time. Bye. Bye.